0: Moncrief on News Talk. A few decades ago, it would have been difficult, even dangerous, for Catholics and Protestants to intermarry in Northern Ireland. Things are much better now, of course, yet there are still some tensions, and the Northern Ireland Mixed Marriage Association offers its support. Paul McLaughlin is Development Officer with the Association and joins us now. Good afternoon, Paul.
1: Good afternoon, Sean. When was it set up? Uh, the Association was set up in 1974 which was very dark days in Northern Ireland, um, with a lot of violence and death and suspicion and fear. And for people who were contemplating making a mixed marriage, it was a very difficult time. So some people got together in Coramila, which is a reconciliation centre in the north of Antrim, and decided to form a self-help group. And from that self-help group, NEMA has grown over almost 50 years.
0: Yeah, because you can imagine, especially then, uh, that that, that, uh, marrying somebody of of the other faith, so to speak, was was an act of betrayal, especially given how dark times were and how, I suppose, hurt everybody was.
1: I mean, it was very difficult from uh, the troubles point of view, but it was also very difficult from a theological point of view because we had demands from the Roman Catholic Church, that all children should be Catholics, that the Catholic partner should try to convert the non-Catholic. You know, the number of restrictions that were there made life extremely difficult for people.
0: Mm-hmm. They, imagine they so. weren't able to
1: make their own decisions as such.
0: Yeah. the the And, and has that eased over time, the, 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 uh, you know, the demand that you know, the children should be brought up Catholic?
1: And oh, absolutely. I mean, the work of NIMA, long before my time, um, the law and, and the constant uh, pressure actually led to those those uh, restrictions being lifted. And today, it's up to the couple themselves how they lead their lives. It's actually the way it should have been
0: always. Yeah. And you're in a mixed marriage yourself, though. I suppose you, you were Catholic, but you you, you converted to, to the Church of Ireland. Is that an easier process than going the other
1: way? Um. Well, they say it's like swimming a Tiber backwards. It it probably is. I mean, it's really a paper wall between the Church of Ireland and and the Roman Catholic Church. Mm. It's very, I mean, I actually saw a canon lawyer at the time and he told me that everything I currently believed I could take with me. Yeah. There's very, very little difference. And certainly, uh, as far as mixed marriage is concerned, there are no longer theological differences between couples. I mean, the, the sort of secular society we live in today very few of our young people even darken the door of a church Mm. um so the problems have changed over the years in that in northern ireland denomination dictates identity to a great extent
0: yeah now what happens
1: is we're not just talking about protestants marrying catholics or vice versa we're talking about people from two different totally different traditions coming together and uh, that creates difficulties still within families, yeah um you know I, people will have us believe that that things have changed dramatically uh, and it's been wonderful to have peace in Northern Ireland but I it's sad to say that we're probably as far away from reconciliation as we ever were, mainly due to the fact that we've had an incompetent government for so long uh well, you've had no government for so long <laughs> I have no government at all. <laughs> That's
0: a, that's a big factor there also for couples I, I imagine it was it was a, a, a huge issue when must started it may well be an an issue today because uh, uh, one uh, achievement one could say of Northern Ireland was, is that there's far more social housing uh, there but even that was segregated so when couples married where did they live?
1: I must say that uh, social housing was segregated for a very good reason it was to make people feel safe yeah during really bad times, um, and from that grew, I suppose the only word is ghettos. Social housing ghettos throughout throughout the province, um, and they were required at the time. Unfortunately, what it means is that housing estates, as we would call them up here, are probably really one denomination or the other. That's social housing, mm. and because it's so difficult nowadays to get on the property ladder. Young people are dependent either on private landlords or on social housing. So for two young people that come from different traditions um, to move into a totally Catholic area or a totally Protestant area creates great difficulties. Um, not least made worse by the fact that paramilitaries are still on the scene. Is that still a consideration then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's lovely if you live in the leafy suburbs of Hollywood and Belfast somewhere um, where you can decide, I want to live in that area. But most young people are left in a situation where it's very difficult to buy your own home. It's extremely difficult to get a deposit, Mm. enough of a deposit together because of the instability in in our economy, for a start. So we're left in a situation where People like NIMA have been lobbying for shared social housing areas for the past 30 years. And we now have about 40 of those areas across Northern Ireland where people sign up to a covenant that that area will never be more than 70% one denomination or the other. So we, we continue to develop that. And that's one of the few areas that the Northern Ireland government actually supports financially. Um. I must say that the Northern Ireland government does not support NIMA in any way. And in fact, we have been dependent on the Department of Foreign Affairs in Dublin for a very long time. Uh, The fact that we're still around is down to them, really, down to their support.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose another big issue as well uh, uh, for couples, for the couples that you help, is when they have kids, where do they send their kids? Probably, ideally, they'd prefer to ke- send their kids to a mixed school. But again, as uh, uh, on a par with what you were saying at the start, that's depressingly just hasn't
1: changed. Well, well the thing is, when they, when they do surveys in local newspapers, everyone, practically over 90% of people say they would like to have their children educated in mixed schools, integrated schools, and in nineteen was it nineteen ninety eight? Just when the Good Friday Agreement was signed, around six percent of, of schools in Northern Ireland were integrated. Now, the Good Friday Agreement put a legal obligation on the executive in Northern Ireland to promote integrated education. Now, Sean, you'll not hardly believe this, but twenty five years later, we've moved up from six percent to seven percent. So the will and commitment has not been there to make that available.
0: Yeah. For couples that come to you and they say, you know, we've been together quite a time. Uh, I'm Protestant, she's Catholic, we want to get married. What, what advice can you give them for navigating their respective families if they're, you know, somebody's granny is a bit of a bigot kind of thing?
1: What, what I find is that it's actually quite humbling. Is that we're usually the first people that they speak to. They don't like to discuss it within families because it causes, it can cause aggravation. So they come to us and they speak to us. And what I would say to them is from my experience that no matter how difficult some family members are making it for you, they will change. And they have, I have experience of people changing dramatically when a first grandchild is born, for instance. Mm. People are more worried about grandchildren being healthy than being prods or tags. And so my experience is you you may well have difficulties with relatives and we all love the extended Irish family. But the what you have to do is you're creating your own family and you have to look after yourselves first. Now if that means that some people are left behind when you make a relationship, then I'm afraid that's just the way of the world. Yeah. You'd also, yeah.
0: You'd also wonder as well, Paul, like it, it, historically, how many couples attempted this and, you know, were stopped by their families or prevented by their families from being together?
1: Oh, absolutely. man! I know from my own uncle's experience that the love of his life, he, he didn't marry her. And as a result, he had a very lonely life. Um, And that was down to people on both sides. It, you can't come down on one side and say they're worse than they are. Mm. Um, it, it's a situation where people have very strongly held beliefs, not necessarily mm. theological, as I said earlier, Yeah, but it's about tradition. It's about tribalism, almost. It's about British, Irish. And the thing about a mixed marriage is that from my experience, um, 15 years working with NIMA, people compromise. It's a wonderful word. They accommodate the other person. And anyone with any wit knows that in any marriage, whether it's a mixed marriage or not, you have to find compromise to live your life with another person. Yeah. And that's why I feel that something like mixed marriage, it's almost a blueprint for our wider society. You know, if we can get people to compromise as individuals and we can get people to compromise as couples, wouldn't it be wonderful if we got other people to compromise as Political parties, for instance.
0: Yeah, it's a not, w- not
1: everyone is going to get their own way. Yeah, in life, um, which um, actually is,
0: and given you put it that way, it is kind of surprising you're getting funding from from Dublin, but you're not
1: getting any from Belfast. Like, it's quite it, remarkable, given the fact that we've seen on television screens, how sectarianism is, still exists. It still thrives, especially in and God forgive me for saying it, in working class areas. Um, where where lack of education leads to prejudice and that's one of the big uh one of the the big points that Nima tries to make we've produced three books over the last 10 years that are available in integrated schools and we would like to see those books educating our 14 and 15 year olds in all schools in Northern Ireland and in the Republic, because you know, we do have people from the Republic as well mm. who get in touch with us because they have problems. You know, these are not just confined to Northern Ireland. Really. And that's probably why the Department of Foreign Affairs, which has been a champion of mixed marriage, really, that's why it supports us so strongly.
0: Yeah, Paul, thanks a million for speaking with us today, and we wish you the very best for the future. That's Paul McLaughlin, their development officer with the Northern Ireland Mixed Marriage Association. <laughs>